0: I'm Hillary. That's your four-minute buzz. And now here's Glenn and Stu with the start of our show.
1: Thank you so much, uh, Hillary. Our uh, spotlight sponsor this half hour is our good friend Brad Thor. Brad Thor has backlash out. I have to be real honest with you. I have not read it yet this summer. I read all of uh, his uh, books. I think he's a fantastic writer. Um, he writes what I term faction he takes all the facts and then he thinks well what if and this one's about russia uh, everybody i know that has read it said it's his best i think he's even said that on the show backlash you get the audiobook available right now from your favorite retailer or you can just go to bradthor.com bradthor.com it is really really a timely book you can get it uh, as an audio book a book available on cd or you can download it instantly from your re- favorite retailer. If you haven't started listening to audiobooks, I have to tell you it it has helped me read uh, an awful lot more than than I have in the past uh, because you know, you can you can listen to it even when you're, you know, seconds walking and working out or doing whatever you're doing it is a great way audiobook is now available the book is brad thor's backlash get it wherever you buy your books or audiobooks or Bradthor.com
0: the fusion of entertainment and enlightenment this is the glenbeck program
1: You know, the reason why political correctness is so frightening is because it is usually only the first step towards totalitarianism. Uh, Because you have to teach people, especially in America. America has always been a very trusting country. And we have always trusted, for the most part, uh, our police and FBI and our government. We have not had a lot of trust in particular... (laughs) you know politicians but we've we have believed in truth justice and the american way and that is starting to crumble and that's because we have been lied to but it's also because we have seen corruption and political correctness always needs an enforcer and that's what the left does best but has this Has this corruption gone so deep that we are living in a country we can't even recognize the latest on Jeffrey Epstein and his death and what his former bodyguard has now said in one minute.
0: This is the Glenn Beck Program.
1: You know, when the pioneers settled this country, they had to cross vast, uneven swaths of land from the Conestoga covered wagons uh, to the buckboard from the gallant horse to the simple mule. That's what they were riding. Just about everyone in the Old West had to have the same problem, a sore butt and a sore back. Can you even imagine what life was like? And they didn't even even have aspirin back then i have a hard enough time uh with life and with pain and everything else i i'm i'm not gonna sit in a really uncomfortable chair and i have to tell you i have uh, purchased chairs because of the company that we run i've purchased chairs the really expensive you know oh, this is the greatest chair ever made and they look great and everything else and you sit in me you're like this chair sucks Uh, I've I've seen a lot of chairs come and go. This is the best. It is the X chair X chair. It's what you need for work for both productivity and being comfortable to sit in it all day. And they have a 30 day no questions asked guarantee of satisfaction. So you have zero risk. I can't tell you how many of those other chairs I would have sent back had I had the 30 day guarantee. This is how confident X chair is in their product. Ex-chair. Go to XChairBeck.com. Try it out for yourself. 30-day money-back guarantee. And it's on sale now for $100 off. All you have to do is go to XChairBeck.com. That's XChairBeck.com. Or call 1-844-4XChair. Go to XChairBeck right now. Use the promo code XWheels and you're going to receive a free set of the new X Wheels with your chair. It's XChairBeck.com promo code. Code X Wheels. Remember, I told you that uh, uh, Jeffrey Epstein's autopsy had been done over the weekend, and they they were not conclusive. Well, now we're getting a little bit um, a little bit more information on this. An autopsy found that Jeffrey Epstein's sustained multiple breaks in his neck bones are deepening the mystery. Now, here's what here's what this means. The one of the bones that was broken in his uh, neck is near his Adam's apple, and it can happen that that bone breaks when you hang yourself Um, especially if you're an older person however it's much more common uh, among victims of a homicide by strangulation and you know to really snap your neck it's 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 why uh, hangings were uh, deemed cruel and unusual uh, back in the 1800s when people were hung if you didn't If you if you lynched somebody, they are struggling for a long time. They're not their neck isn't snapping. You know, you pull the horse away or you kick the table. They don't have a long way to fall. And so the 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 snapping of the neck happens when you have the gallows and they have to fall a a, a certain uh, distance. It's why the executioner's job. You had to look at the person's weight and you had to look at the person's height and you had to get the 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 um, the noose, if you will, to the right level. So their neck would snap and it would uh, end their life quickly. You're not doing that at the edge of the bed. So it adds more mystery. Now, it very well could be that he had an old, frail bone in his neck. There's multiple cracks in his neck which seems unusual, but it doesn't mean anything. We also know now that uh, the two guards were sleeping and they falsified their, uh, their records. They said they checked on them every 30 minutes. Now they've admitted that wasn't true. They were both sleeping on the job. So most conspiracies can be explained away by incompetence. But what I want to share with you is an article that I read today from New York magazine, and it's an interview done by a writer there uh, who interviewed his uh, Epstein's bodyguard about five years ago. And he has it all on tape. And so now that Epstein is dead, he wanted to go back. And it was an unpublished uh, interview, but it was all on the record. So he can talk about it. So now he's gone back and he's re-interviewed him. But things seem to have changed. And I, I just want to uh, I want to go through uh, um, a few parts of this. Uh, and it's just it's it's not it, it's just a transcription of the interview. So, uh the interviewer is asking her asking uh, the security guard. The only guy that he had is a bodyguard. He's a Russian former MMA fighter and and seems very Russian, as you'll see. Um, he's asked. So you drove him to all three places? Uh, yes, in New York. I didn't drive New York. We ha- he had driver, whatever name was. He was like old family. I was just training with him in New York, traveling with him. I just drove him there, Palm Beach, because other places he had different drivers. They're just the personnel, you know, who just drive him. Someone drive him in New Mexico. I'm quoting directly. Someone drive him in Virgin Islands. Actually, I just drove him here in Palm Beach. You went uh, with him to all the other properties. Did you go with him to New Mexico? Yes. Uh, You worked and traveled with him 24-7, so that means you were on the plane with him, correct? Yes. Yes. You lived in his guest house. Yes, you lived uh, li- lived alone in the guest house. Of course, in Palm Beach, when we stay at Palm Beach, we have guest house. Property manager lived there too. Uh, he was working there before me. Polish guy. Yes. Uh, does he had? Did he have bodyguard abilities like you? No. Uh, so now let me just skip down. So it, he's working with him all the time. He's working out with him. He's training. It's clear he doesn't like Jeffrey Epstein. He talks about how uh, he's made fun of uh, um, and and not listened to and just treated like dirt by Epstein. What were some of the places you drove him to? Uh, I mean, when I work for him in Palm Beach, just business meeting, basically, mostly down down there, lawyer's office, uh, drop him there. When he goes upstairs, I wait in car. Ever heard about his case, why he was in trouble? No, never talk about that stuff. He never talked about any of that stuff? No. Really? No. In our conversation in two, 2015, you described his relationship with teenage girlfriends, and I'm quoting so many time. Uh, so many times I try to stop him. I try to tell him my opinion about that. He don't listen to me. That's the reason why I'm not working for him no more. I make him do that. Let me go. Do you remember saying that? It's not teenage girls. I never see any teenage girls. Uh, I tell you, I never see teenage girls. Plenty of times when I work for him, I never see anything improper or teenage girls around him. That's what I say. So wait, so wait. now you're saying that you only saw him with women older than 18 or 20? All I say is he had been with girlfriends and there was a couple of girls. I don't remember names. She was 25, worked for him, an assistant, maybe 25, 23, whatever. I don't know age. O- okay, but you definitely told me last time we talked. No, 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 it's not that. He working like work release on other stuff. And I just tell him, you know... He uh, would order his girlfriends around. And I told him, calm down. It's not teenage girls. I never see teenage girls in my life at his house. Uh, that is what it is. Uh, misunderstanding completely, because th- that's what I'm saying. Most of the time with reporters, they give me that kind of question. Uh, Who told you I see teenage girls? I never see teenage girls in my life. And and they say, "I OK, so here, wait a minute. Here's another thing you said last time about Epstein and the girls you saw at his house, specifically about moments when you were trying to offer him advice about his contact. Quote, sometimes he tries to make a joke. He'd say, thank you, grandma. I don't need your opinion. So when you tried to do something good, he would try to make a joke in front of girls. Um, I never give anyone questions. I'm still quoting. Uh, It's one of my rules, actually i be honest with you. I never ask any of my clients what they do for a living or how they do whatever they do. I just do my job and that's it. Do you remember saying that? Yes, that's what I said. I I feel like the cops watching me whenever he's on work release. I tell him, don't do stupid stuff. Don't put girlfriend in car and drive together. Don't watch it. All uh, extra attention. But Epstein made fun of you in front of the girls, right? Yes, that was his thing. You say you never ask your employers questions. Yes, that's normal answer. People like him just do what he wants to do, because uh, like people talking and just they already have some release. And I understand. And uh, just read some papers about his like whatever teenage girls. Uh, But uh, that was how he answers. So that's it. So I don't know. (laughs) Uh, Here's another quote from our last interview. Quote. He had a couple of girlfriends. They have no idea of the degree of what they were doing, but you can't tell nothing to them because they support him kind of. For the while this one girl would be more attached to him, he just fire her, fire them and keep them away. For example, I give you some idea. You have a private plane and you have three girlfriends and one girl can be more attached to him. The next week he don't take that girl, he takes another and he just switch them. He brings them on a couple of trips, then get different girls. That's what he's doing. Do you remember that? Kind of not. I don't remember. Igor, wait a minute, wait a minute. I understand this is sensitive. No. Now, this is really important. This is starting to change. No, no, no. It's not just sensitive. It's uh, kind of little incorrect. It's exactly what you said. I can send it to you. Here's something else you said. It can be tricky, you know. Normally, he always has a check. He has me check the newspapers. Nothing about me. I say no. He say they forget about me. And then when I mentioned Epstein was being exposed for messing with teenage girls, you said I'm not surprised at all. I'm surprised how low he can be outside in the real world. Someday. Uh, someday is going to call him, and it will be real jail. He has so much money, he can pay it off. Me, personally, if I caught him with my daughter or something like that, I'm not going to call the police. I do something else, much worse. That guy could try to sue me and manipulate the situation with his money. That's the American way. I know he screwed a lot of uh, fashion girls also, screwed up a lot of fashion girls also. That's a different story. Do you remember saying that? I remember one thing, like, if I be father and someone screw up my daughter, I I, uh, don't care how much money he have. I definitely do some bad thing. That's what I said. Before that stuff, I don't know. I'm really like, Igor, I'm not making this stuff up. I was really careful. I'm, listen to this quote, I'm really careful, too. It was four years ago. Maybe you don't remember uh, what you told me. Or you're afraid. Do you have anything to be afraid of? I'm not afraid. Beyond, uh, beyond that, he is just dead. I don't want anything incorrect. Hold on. When did you find out he died? Then he goes on to talk about how he died and, and yada, yada, yada. And it's just yes or no questions. He's starting to get very cold. I realize others tried to talk to you. Did he ever offer you money? Did anyone ever try to silence you? No. Epstein never tried to give, give you money. I wonder what he was capable of doing, since he settled a lot of lawsuits. Nobody ever wanted to offer me money. I don't care about money. I don't. I. Uh, I. I want everyone just to leave me alone. Just one thing: when someone from newspaper right and from everywhere call you me Red Army Commando, what do you mean exactly? If it's untrue, uh, if if it's untrue, that would be over the top. Yes. Terrible. So after that, they call me mobster mobster. Yes. Okay, I didn't know that. I'm standing with girls, the girls just looking at me and the girls get scared. Uh, So I don't uh, know if you want me to say uh, something and I don't want to. I want to deal with no one. I get that. But you and I have a history. Listen to what I say. This between you and me wait you told me he would get phone calls uh the night before at eight o'clock and the police were going to come he would get a heads up from the local police silence you told me that igor you want me to uh, uh, read the quote well you can read whatever you want right now Uh, don't just look you put yourself in big trouble He said you said he always do something wrong. There were nights in question. He would come home, uh, arrest and police before they come to the house. They would call him and tell them we were coming at eight o'clock in the morning. It's all corruption. You know, that's the way your system is. That's your quote. Listen, do not put yourself in trouble. Seriously. We talked about this. I understand we got this i'm telling you you have to uh uh, i'm telling you to give you a chance to remember because we talked about it i know it's hard i don't know what you mean about put myself in trouble let it go seriously let it go why is why is it so important are you worried about the local cops listen you're really smart I'm not going to uh, offer that over the phone right now, okay? You're really smart. You have no idea. Please. What do you mean by that? I can't explain to you. I can't explain over the phone any of this. You said that last time, and we didn't talk for years. Y- y- you can tell the world who this guy was. You were working with him for a long time. You know what I mean? Silence. I totally understand what you think um, he he could have Uh, I totally understand that you think he could have had help committing suicide. First of all, I've got to go right now. I've got other client. You're still training people? Yes. Just be careful. I'm not kidding. What's your email? Uh, Don't do any of that kind of stuff. Just don't play it seriously. You can't tell me why? No, I can't. One more question. What? Uh, Have you been talking to anyone in the government, the FBI? Have they come to you? Look, great talking to you. Seriously, we talk later. Be careful. All right? Bye. Let's talk about that and what was just what just happened there in 1 minute. <laughs> You know, for a lot of people, the thought of having their identity stolen is a lot like winning the lottery in reverse. It's possible, but it's not likely to happen to you personally. You couldn't be more wrong if that's what you think. Identity theft is becoming more and more common as we automate our lives more and more. Did you buy that book online? How about the takeout you ordered last night? Uh, do you pay your bills online? Your identity, all the parts that make you uh, who you are financially and legally, is floating around in cyberspace much of the time. And to assume that you're going to escape some sort of incursion in a world where cybercrime is increasing, let me just tell you now, very dangerous. You don't know what you're dealing with. That's why there is LifeLock. LifeLock detects a wide range of identity thefts. It, it helps you stay informed. And if someone out there is trying to get a hold of or sell your information online, LifeLock is there. Now, nobody can prevent all identity theft or monitor all transactions at all businesses. But LifeLock sees the threats that you might miss on your own. And then who knows who might be standing there. Join now. Get an extra 10% off your first year by using promo code BECK. Call 1-800-LIFELOCK or head to lifelock.com and use the promo code BECK. Get an extra 10% off now at lifelock.com, promo code BECK. We break for 10 seconds. Station ID. <laughs> So I read this this morning, and my first thought was my friend, uh, Patrick Byrne. Patrick Byrne is the CEO of Overstock.com, and he's a libertarian. He doesn't have a horse in this fight except for America. He's not a partisan guy. He he, uh, he dislikes both sides equally, I think, um, and he's a very smart businessman. Well, he was kind of... Uh, He was uh, you could see that he was surprised by the question. And then he just answered it uh, when he was on Fox News uh, just a couple of days ago. He was on for another reason to talk about cryptocurrency. But then he started talking about uh, what he knows about the Russia investigation and also the uh, investigation into the Clintons with the FBI. And he said, I can't tell you why, but I know what happened. Well, we've pieced together some, uh, at least part of it. We know how he was involved with the Trump-Russia investigation. He was in the center of that, kind of in this Hitchcockian sort of way, where it's like this everyday man kind of finding himself in the middle of this giant conspiracy. And my first thought after reading this with uh, Epstein's uh, bodyguard was... Be very careful. You do not know what you're dealing with. Is this the kind of country that we are becoming? And are we okay with it?
0: You're listening to Glenn
1: Beck. So do you remember the scene in the movie Twister where one of the characters comes running towards the camera yelling, It's coming! And all the other characters say, No, it's already here. It was the tagline in all the trailers. Great scene. But it's also a really good assessment of how things usually go in a disaster situation. By the time you're aware that it's coming, it's already here. I'm going to talk to you about the financial situation here in a second. Uh, yesterday, the Dow was down two percent, uh, and uh, and everybody's saying that you know global calamity is coming, and this time it might be. But I want to I want to reassure you on a couple of things, and I want to tell you some things the media is not telling you. Um, because you don't need panic, you need truth. So we'll get into that later. But the one thing that stops panic is being prepared for whatever it is. And that's prepared through information and through things like food storage. Right now you can get a four week food kit from, uh, prepare with and you'll save a hundred dollars per kit, their meals, breakfast, lunch, and dinner for four weeks. Save 100 bucks on each package. Prepare yourself at preparewithglenn.com. All right. You want to hear the, the most diverse conservative voices? Go to blazetv.com and use the promo code GLENN. Get 10 bucks off right now. blazetv.com. Man, I'm really excited to welcome a brand new sponsor to the show, Tacovis. I know how ridiculous a great pair of boots can cost. tacovis makes great boots and accessories. They sell their boots directly to the customer, so their boots are half the price of anything that's even similar in quality. They're all handmade with a 200-step process with only the best materials. Their entire line honors the timeless traditional boot styles. No silly stitch or sequins or loud colors or anything else. These are just great boots like my grandfather would have worn. With Tecovis, there's no need to break them in. They arrive already ready to be worn immediately, comfortably. They're easy to order with tremendous customer service. Tecovis always has free shipping and free returns. Check out their boots and their clothing and accessories right now. Tecovis.com slash Beck. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S dot com slash Beck. This is the Glenn Beck Program. We welcome into the fold, Mr. Pat Gray. Hello, Pat. Hello, Glenn. You know,
2: I I just came in on the, I guess, the tail end of what you were talking about with the bodyguard
1: and the reporter. So this is the bodyguard of Jeffrey stuff. Uh, Frightening. Yeah. This is the the Russian MMA fighter uh, who was the bodyguard of Jeffrey Epstein, who in 2015 did an interview. Uh, on the record, mm-hmm. uh, and they have the the audio recording of him and the transcript, and so this this guy after after Epstein dies goes back to him and says, "Hey, um, tell us know. about Epstein and, and, and young girls, right? Again, again, because you did say these things then." And he's like, "Oh, no, no, I know nothing what you're talking about." And he's like, but you said these things. I've got mm-hmm. the transcript right here. You want me to send it to you? You send whatever you like. I I know nothing about this. And then he gets into, look, you're smarter than this. Don't talk on phone. We don't. I don't. I don't know mm-hmm. who you are and what you talk about. He's clearly frightened by something. Wow. Right. Wide. Wow. And but s- Jeffrey Epstein just happened to uh, snap his neck. Yeah,
2: in several places. In
1: several places. With
2: a paper bed sheet. Paper is what those are made of. <laughs> so that's why they say this jail is virtually suicide proof, because there's nothing to you know connect to up on the ceiling. And the
1: sheets that you would strangle yourself with are made of paper. So if you are strangling yourself, you might be able to cut off your oxygen might with paper. You're not. There's no way you're snapping your your neck neck. in several places. Yeah, there's there's no there's almost no way. This is almost an impossible story. It's virtually impossible. Virtually, though. Yes. Yeah. I mean, we don't know. Right. But it sure seems. And this guy scares this. This scared the hell out of me for Patrick Byrne. The CEO of Overstock, who's a friend of the program. I was just reading an article about that where they were mocking
2: him for saying that he was involved in the, you know, in the Russian. Did they put it together? Did they did they have the story? Mm. So if they say that he did date. Well, they mocked him for saying that he dated the girlfriend or the the Russian agent. She's not a
1: Russian agent she's not a russian agent that's what they they said she was yeah well yeah i know yeah I know. everybody says she is yeah no she went to jail for not have they the fbi went after her to make her into this russian agent and she was found not guilty what she went to jail mm. for was she didn't uh she didn't uh go for a license or she didn't uh you know, state on her visa that she had that she was in political th- connections or yeah. something like that. Yeah, so she she violated stating, you know, that she had these political connections, but that doesn't make her a spy. In fact, she was exonerated, okay. found not guilty and of the being FBI a spy. I knew full well, okay, knew about so, her, right? So here's the story with <clears throat> Patrick Byrne. Um, if you from li- overstock.com, right? If you listen to the interview, play a little bit of this interview, uh, Sarah. Let me give it to you in a nutshell, in a very strange way, by a weird fluke of history, I ended up in the center of the Russian and the Clinton investigations. Mm. I have all the answers. I've been sitting on them, waiting for America to get there. Last summer I figured Mm. out, I, I, I have all the answers to both of those. What they all are, it's okay. all about political espionage. Had nothing to do with law enforcement. Okay. I thought so I was helping Okay, so he's saying that. this, and if you were just watching huh. this, you don't know him, you don't know who he People is. People are thinking he's, he's nuts. You're nuts. What yeah. do you mean you figured it out? Okay. Right. You were in the center of both of You're those. You're the overstock.com .com guy. Okay. What you don't know is, and I didn't know this, he has a national security clearance. He's done some work for the government in mm. the Council of Foreign Relations or something. I don't know. Really? Oh, okay. he's a bad mm. guy. Um, so he's got a national security clearance. Now, I hmm. know Patrick. I know how he loves the country. I also know he's a very smart businessman. Mm-hmm. And the thing about business, the reason why business is good in America is because, generally speaking, we have had rule of law. And if you don't have rule of law, then you have a country like Mexico that where you can't only yeah. the corrupt can do business. So... Um, So he is at uh, Freedom Fest in Las Vegas a couple of years ago, and he's approached by what was her name? Bettina, uh, the Russian Mm -hmm. girl that, you know, is the spy. Mm -hmm. Uh, And he's approached by her after he gives a speech, and uh, she's kind of flirty with him, and she's like, oh, I'd really like you to introduce me to people. You are so special. And his spider senses go off, and she gives him her phone number and he's like okay (laughs) uh so because he has a national security clearance which he takes seriously he calls the fbi and he says listen do you know this woman because she's a foreign national she's a russian and she wants to meet important people and uh i just wanted to check with you do you are you aware of her They said, oh, yes, we're aware of her. We know who she is. She's been checked out. She's totally clean. Got that from the FBI. FBI. Mm -hmm. Okay. Are you sure? Yeah. Totally clean. Okay. So he starts to date her. They get romantic, blah, blah, blah. They have a relationship in the relationship. He get his spider senses go off again because she says, I really want uh, to meet some very important people here in your country. And you should meet some of ours. And she gives him names of who she wants to meet. And so he again calls the FBI and says, she wants me to meet these people and she wants to meet these people. Is is there anything I should be concerned about here? No, Patrick, you're fine. We've already cleaned her or cleared her. She's fine. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. So he continues to have a relationship with her. Then during the election, she's like, I've got the meeting with Hillary Clinton You have a meeting with Clinton? Well, her people. I'm going to meet next week at hotel, you know, wherever. Uh, And uh, and Patrick's like, huh? So he calls the FBI. A third time. A third time. And said she wants to meet with the Rubio campaign and she has a meeting at this hotel with the Clinton campaign. Do you want any more information? Patrick, she's fine. Okay, that happens. Then Trump gets the nomination. Trump uh, looks like he's going to win. Mm -hmm. He wins. And the FBI calls Patrick and says, hey, we need you to rekindle that relationship because they had broken up. We need you to rekindle that relationship. Um, We think she might be a spy. And he's like, wait, wait, (laughs) what? and they said, Yes, we're looking into her. You told me she was fine. Now, in the time from the last phone call to the FBI calling him back, he had had this long relationship with her, and he grew comfortable that she wasn't a spy. And he's like, I've been around her, I've met all of her friends. She's not a spy, she's a libertarian gun freak mm-hmm. uh, who that's what the Russian libertarians that she wanted to connect with, but he wasn't he, so meeting with the Clinton people wasn't
2: out of the ordinary for a Russian national like that. Uh, uh, why? Uh, and Rubio, uh, 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 yeah,
1: uh, I know what kind of connections does uh, this woman have? I know. So he says, huh. a you told me she wasn't a spy. Right. And I've been with her now. I'm not with her now. I haven't been for months, but I've been with her. And I'm telling you, she's not a spy. They do their invent. They say, you need to rekindle your relationship with her. He he I think he does, doesn't he? He I think he does. Re- I think rekindle. So, yeah. And then he says, look, I've been doing this now for you. And I'm telling you, she's clean. She's clean. They arrest her accuse her of being a spy. They go to court. Patrick's testimony is not included in the trial. He's Even, offering it, himself. And he be, was saying good things about he's her he's saying good things about her. It's not it's not introduced at the trial. Her Jeez. defense is all upset. And they're like, where's Patrick Byrne? Why can't we have Patrick testify? OK, the judge looks at this trial and looks at the FBI and goes, she's not a spy. She's not a spy. So she goes to jail for a prison for a couple of what is it eight months something like that because yeah, she failed out to later register this year right she's out in months. October yeah. I think
2: mm-hmm. so she did time yeah. Yeah. she went to
1: prison well, because she didn't she failed oh, it's the registration right. yeah the she registration was supposed to register thing. as a foreign right. agent, agent or something yes. yeah but yeah. she's not a foreign agent. agent she's not a spy she's not a spy <laughs> if she is she's the world's worst spy yeah she's like posting pictures but she of herself has, obviously On she Instagram. has
2: she has connections. Yes, right, but
1: through the government, through no, Russian she government, she has she has uh, connections through powerful people, yeah. and in Russia, everybody is connected to the government if you're powerful, right? Okay, but okay. the people that Patrick says she is uh, friends with, it, it, they're innocent connections. She believe they believe in freedom of speech, and they believe in uh, in freedom to bear arms. And that's what they're connecting on. Okay. They may not agree on everything else, but they. she's saying, look, things are getting crazy in Russia. And I just need the American leadership to know not all of us are like that. Not all of us are crazy like mm-hmm. that. There are some things that we have in common. There's a lot of people who are powerful in
3: the Russian government, too, who are pretty friendly to capitalism. I mean, yes. because, you know, yes, Putin's not. But a lot of these oligarchs really like the capitalism
2: yeah
1: they've uh, made some money on it yeah, yeah. they've done yeah. fairly well yeah. with themselves uh-huh. yeah so so she's not a foreign agent now what patrick is saying is and and i'm i'm questioning now did you hear uh Stu just joined us did you hear the bodyguard interview uh epstein yes i read a little bit of that yeah okay that's terrifying yeah That's terrifying. Here's a Russian who is saying, no, 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 you don't notice what you're saying. You're talking about the FBI. Yeah. You're not talking about the KGB. You're talking about the FBI. And local police, too. And local police. And he's like, you don't know what you're messing with here. Uh, And now we see that the. But there's other powerful people behind the scenes, too. Yes, I know. That he might be referring to. It absolutely might be. Yeah. It it absolutely might be. You got people with extensive death lists that he might be talking about. Right. (laughs) (laughs) Um, You you also have Patrick Byrne, who has complete confidence in uh, Bill Barr, saying that Bill is cleaning up the justice department bill is mm. on top of this mm. he says that they are investigating the clintons again and we back this up that at least 18 months ago they opened up that clinton file again at the fbi don't know you know with the um, uranium one don't yeah. know where what the status is but also people on capitol hill are saying that uh this is going to come out probably after labor day that this this is going to be cleaned up on on what was happening, that that it looks like this may have been just a political witch hunt. Wow. Uh, and uh, and it, it it's a little frightening. Mm-hmm. It's a little frightening. Uh, my friend, Patrick, if you're listening right now, <laughs> please be careful. <laughs> and may I give you the advice that someone very, very wise gave me? Uh, When I was going uh, when I felt threatened by George Soros, and that was make sure everybody on earth knows that you are his biggest enemy. So if any if a bus hits you. The first thought of everyone is <laughs> was he just murdered by those guys? Was that
2: George Soros driving <laughs> that right. bus? I right. wonder if that's is
1: that why he talked about it on I, Fox News? I will it tell you maybe. I, did, I didn't think about that mm. yesterday, but after reading what the the Russian bodyguard said, yeah. Uh it might be entirely possible. It might be, and Patrick, that's not enough. That's not enough. <laughs> it's not enough. All right. Uh
3: Thanks, Pat. Packer unleashed. Get the podcast, watch it, listen to it, do all the things you're supposed to do with it. Nothing that's inappropriate, though. Don't, do the, to don't do the don't do the deep
1: fakes thing with Pat. I'm that's not cool. To think about what that. That's not cool. Oh, we got to talk about that deep fake. You watch that, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I there's hey, a, Pat. Come here. Yeah. Have you seen the the latest deep fake? Yeah, I played it on
2: the air today. The Bill Hader thing. Yeah, yeah the Bill
1: Hader with a uh, you know. Come on, Tom come Bruce. on over. Let me do the commercials real quick, and then we're gonna come back and talk about this. This is un believable legitimately incredible unbelievable all right first relief factor Uh, you know I know you're you know you get the flu you start to get aches and pains and it's usually through your whole body that is inflammation and people who live with chronic pain are dealing with inflammation all the time in some cases it can be localized in others it's throughout the whole body but that achy feeling you get that's your body fighting something and it gets inflamed And you that achy feeling that that's just inflation, I mean, inflation, I keep doing the same thing. Inflammation. Yeah. Inflammation. Thank you. (laughs) Thank you. Uh, That's inflammation in your body. And it causes all kinds of problems. That's why relief factor works, because it works. It's 100 percent natural. And it uh, was created by doctors. It's drug free. And it is something that reduces inflammation. It has worked for me. It works for about 70% of the people who try it. And I mean people with chronic pain. So please try Relief Factor. Try it for three weeks. 70% of the people who try it for three weeks, they go on to order more month after month after month. 800 I take it three times a day as directed because it works. ReliefFactor.com. That's ReliefFactor.com. Welcome to the program. Okay, so before the break, we were talking about deepfakes. If you don't know what a deepfake is, you're going to. It's going to be one of those things that really nobody is talking about. To one day, everyone is going to be talking about it because something's going to be used by Russia, China, somebody. You won't believe your Your eyes. eyes. It will be the end of I'll believe it when I see it. Mm -hmm. Uh, There is a, a deepfake video out now. Uh, and who is this? Uh, Bill Hader. Wait, Bill Hader on Letterman. Letterman. Mm-hmm. Uh, let me just play it if you happen to be watching uh, Blaze TV. So it's like you
4: know all these heavyweights like you know no. you know Ben Stiller, Jack Black, Robert Denny Jr. Everybody, and at the end is like me, like you know like hey. So happy he's here, telling the story
1: about Tom Cruise, and all of a sudden his face morphs then, uh, Tom into Cruz Tom Cruise, but it's so and even subtle. Even like, oh, and he's you
2: might not even notice stoked. it. Yeah, <laughs> you'd be
1: like, oh, <laughs> you know, like yeah! wow. He Look just, at that. Oh, there <laughs> it is. And you it's can't, just it's seamless. You can't yeah. tell when it begins, when it ends. It's, it's amazing. Unbelievable. Well, t- tweet it out at World of Stew and at Glenn Beck. Yep. So you want to watch it.
0: Of entertainment and enlightenment.
1: Welcome to the uh, program. I want to I want to explain this yield curve nonsense. Um, you know, there's some there's some simple things that the media is leaving out. Like, they're saying there's never been a recession that uh, we haven't seen the inverted yield curve right before the recession starts. Well, yes, that's half true. We haven't had a recession that didn't have a yield, inverted yield curve first. But um, we've had several inverted yield curves that didn't precede a recession. (laughs) Uh, So I did some research on this because when the stock market goes down 800 points and everybody's blaming it on the inverted yield curve we should do our homework because I bet there's some things that you don't know about. We'll get to that. And uh, also the world that is approaching us with Moore's law quicker than you think deep fakes, the latest and why this one is so disturbing in one minute.
0: This is the Glenn Beck program.
1: Somewhere in America, within the sound of my voice, there is a man lying on his back beneath the front end of a shiny 67 Mustang. She runs just fine, but that's because she's taken good care of her all these years. He's had her since before his kids were born. Now, sometimes on the weekend, he'll take his grandkids out for a ride. He has worked hard because this. there's something about this Mustang that says something about him and what he believes. He's worked hard to 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 be able to afford her, just like he worked hard on getting everything in his life. Taking care of her is a labor of love. If you were looking at this man's feet sticking out in front of the Mustang and twitching in the rhythm to some old song in the garage radio, you'd see that he was wearing tacovus boots, and you'd realize, just like with the car, this man has a taste for the finer things, the more comfortable things, the enduring things in life. He wears these boots for a reason, probably the same reason I wear Takovas boots. They're the best made boots for the price bar none. If you are looking for a quality boot, you're not going to find anything that is in this price range. The same quality of boot is twice the price, but they've cut out the middleman. It's all about integrity with Tacovis. They're handmade, best boot makers. They take 200 steps to complete a pair. They're made with the finest and most exotic leathers available. And because Takovas just deals directly with you in kind of a our handshake is our contract kind of way, you know, the way the cowboys used to the, the kind of contracts that, that guy laying under the Mustang makes when he says he's going to do something, he does it. That's the kind of deal that they have with you. You order a pair of boots, you can send them back. It's no big deal. You, they've made ordering the right size, the right fit, the right boot for you really super easy. You're going to love yours as much as I love mine. There's something about Takovas that is just real. Find your pair at com slash Beck. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S dot com slash Beck. Check them out online right now. tecovis. dot com slash Beck. So there is this video that we'll uh will tweet out at glenbeckworldestew.com and uh um, and we should also uh, put it up at glenbeck.com. Bill Hader, who's this comedian that you've seen a million times. He was on The Late Show, David uh, Letterman. David Letterman. Mm-hmm. So they've taken this and he's just telling this story uh, of of meeting Tom Cruise and talking to Tom Cruise and then Seth Rogen and what's wild about this is if you watch it and no one has told you this is a deep fake, you may not notice. It's so subtle, but he's talking about Tom Cruise and all of a sudden he just kind of transforms into Tom Cruise and he's like, yeah, yeah. And his face looks like Tom Cruise, but it's so subtle the manipulation of the video
2: you might even think he's just doing
1: that yeah you know like kind of like jim carrey looks like the characters he does right he just has this rubber face that mm-hmm. just makes him look like these guys it's so subtle now we're gonna play the audio here and if you happen to be watching the blaze uh you'll see it here's here's uh bill Hader on letterman letterman sorry
4: and um so it's like you know all these heavyweights like you know you know, Ben Stiller, Jack Black, Robert Denny Jr., everybody. And at the end is like me. Like, you know, like, hey, <laughs> happy to be here, guys. <laughs> you know, like, and, and you can uh, kind of see guys. here and then, how his uh, face kind of looks like Tom Cruise. And even those guys are like, whoa, and he's super stoked to be there <laughs> you know just like
1: yeah oh, boom <laughs> you know
3: like, <laughs> saying, wow ah. it's stop it, look, stop it's uncanny what's interesting about it is like even when That's, i watch it for the 10th time i can't see when it changes i right. can't yeah. see and all of a sudden i'm just it's looking at tom cruise absolutely, absolutely seamless. i never saw it change
1: right and you think i mean it is so seamless it looks like if you didn't notice it, you know where i watch it is his teeth mm-hmm. his teeth are crooked Tom Cruise has very distinctive teeth. I don't know if you've ever seen this, but Tom Cruise, his teeth, his uh, center of his front teeth Mm -hmm. is off center. Mm.
3: Okay. No, I never noticed that.
1: Yeah, so he has really a distinctive uh, smile and distinctive teeth, and so does Bill Hader. And Bill's teeth are a little bit off. One of them is a little sharp and kind of crooked in the front. Hmm. And so if you watch his tooth line, you can see when that kind of all of a sudden... The jagged tooth goes away. Rewind this a little bit and play back.
3: There's plenty more. Uh, okay, yeah. you know, The impression coming up here in the video. If you want to take it from
4: where it is, <laughs> no, the like Seth Rogen part. And is then some too. other supporting guys. And then, uh, and then Tom Cruise walks oh, in. Oh my God! Look at that. And Look. even those guys are like, whoa! And he's super stoked to be there. <laughs> you know, just like yeah,
1: oh, see, boom. yep. You know, like,
4: yep. he's like <laughs> wow. His,
1: now see his team. He's immediately
4: mm-hmm. excited. Um, <laughs> <laughs> when he walks into a room and uh, and uh, so he comes over and he sits next to me and I think he had been briefed on some of the mm-hmm. supporting guys but uh, he was like trying to place me <laughs> you know <laughs> so he sat down next to me and he's like I uh look at uh, that jeez look at that <laughs> I love your work
2: <laughs>
4: and I went oh thanks uh, I love your work too <laughs> Tom Cruise <laughs> you know
2: like thanks <laughs>
4: And uh... And uh, I go, yeah, you know, I'm friends with Judd Apatow and Seth Rogen, and they went to your house and went, like, yes, yes, yes. I, uh, they did come to my house. And,
2: Looks and just I, like and him. And I
4: said, uh, Seth Rogen was like, you know, it was amazing. He has like a, you know, a bike track in his backyard. It's <laughs> phenomenal. <laughs> and and I did a Seth Rogen impression, and it was like I did a magic trick. Tom Cruise was like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> wow. And he points to me. <laughs> And he pointed to me, and he goes, you do impressions, and you're on Saturday Night Live. <laughs> it was like you want a game show. He was like, yeah, Tom. Uh, so wow. this
1: stuff. And, and- So now wow. here's why this is so important. Here's why you need to see this. Because like Stu said, you can't tell where it begins, and where it ends. Yeah, and kind of
3: on your point, I mean, the teeth do change, but they change when his mouth is closed. Yes. So you never actually see the change happen. Yes. The rest of it is happening in front of your eyes, and I still can't see when it happens. No, you can't. It's just all of a sudden I'm looking at at Tom Cruise or Seth Rogen. I mean, Bill Hader looks nothing like Seth Rogen, and yet still Mm -hmm. it somehow happens, and it looks natural. Mm -hmm. And so can you imagine someone, a political figure, you know being uh, you know manipulated to say something that they didn't say or do something that they didn't
1: do it would be so or incredibly just, easy look uh, do you remember uh do you remember when i met with president bush in the oval and i said to him why aren't you saying these things remember mm-hmm. why because he was a different person You know, he was like, and uh, 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 shoes, uh, shoes when he was speaking publicly, you know, and you're like, (laughs) what are you talking about, man? (laughs) Talking to him one on one, super crystal clear, very articulate, no, uh, uh, no calculation. And that was the, the understanding that I got from him. He's calculating because what he said was. When you're the president of the United States, every word, every shift of your eyes is analyzed. Okay, now think of that. Mm -hmm. Every shift of your eyes is analyzed by who the rest of the world. Imagine manipulating video so carefully and so subtly over time that. Nobody really notices it except for those who are really looking for tips on what is the president really saying.
3: Hmm. Well, yeah, exactly. I mean, anything. Think of this scenario. We're in the middle of the Kavanaugh hearings. Yes. uh, And everyone's talking about, did this guy do these creepy things? Did he not? And a video comes out of him at a preteen, you know, uh, cheerleading competition where he's blatantly eyeing up some, like, 13-year-old girl for, like, a yes. really long, uncomfortable time. Yes. Now, in reality, he's sitting there and he's watching his daughter's competition and not Correct. doing that. But they've manipulated the eyes to make it look like he's mm-hmm. looking up and down some girl and making really... Correct. Just that would be enough to derail his entire candidacy yes. for the Supreme Court. Yes. Right? And think... I mean, that's just a minor example. You know, think of the... Just think of the different
1: things that could be done by foreign governments. So mm. So think of... Just think of this. Um, And we talked about this 15 years ago when we first saw that uh, algorithms could change things. Now, this is way before algorithms were changing things. This was just theory when we first talked about this. And I said at the time, um, so wait a minute. So if you have all of the information of people. You know what they're looking at. You know if they're sick, uh, what they're suffering from, what their childhood was, who their friends are. You have all of the information, and you know who they communicate with, how they communicate. It wouldn't be so hard to make crazy killers, to wind crazy people up. And you could do it completely fingerprintless because you could adjust or tweak just their algorithm a little bit or just have all of their information and go, you know, they have a propensity of believing this. And you could just change things just enough for them, just change the order of stories for them, just Mm -hmm. change things that don't leave any fingerprints. And all of a sudden, you've made this person believe something that's not true and you've never said a word to them you don't have any fingerprint because why not i had nothing to do with this he he was checking the news every day but that news has been twisted and and uh, and turned just a little bit you're seeing this yesterday we found out that we we're on a uh, on a google list and i don't want to get into it but glenbeck.com is on a ban list from google so is steven crowder okay <laughs> Well wait a minute. So when when you're looking for stuff, com and Steven Crowder, louder with com, not coming up in your search results. you really have to look for it. Well, that's just mm. slight manipulation mm-hmm. to keep our voices out of your path. And mm. what? they can say anything. No, mm. no, that's not exactly what it is. Well, is it or isn't it? It's fingerprintless. You don't know. So they they can make these these subtle changes and I'm not talking I'm not saying they're doing it now although I am saying they are yes I am saying they are doing this now. They're just not targeting necessarily an individual but they are targeting America at Google and they are manipulating the way you see and the filters that you see things through and you have no idea. Mark my words. This is going to be one of those. Here's a prediction. Mark my words. By 2025, (laughs) at the earliest, maybe by the latest, probably 2030, we are going to be having discussions about um, free will. And we're going to be having the conversation. Is there free will? Do you even have free will? And, here, and I'll explain. And let me take a one-minute break, and I'll explain what I mean by that. And it's probably the most important question that we have to answer. And it's better if we answer it now than in 2025. So excited about our cruise through history. Taking a cruise through history, going through the Mediterranean, uh, you're gonna love it. We're going to Italy. We're going to Greece, Croatia, Israel. How could you possibly not be a part of it? There are only 100 cabins left. There are 3,000 people uh, on board already, so they're all. This is an exclusive cruise, just with with my peeps. So we're all just gonna be hanging out together. <laughs> Uh, and we're going to be – David Barton is going to be there, Rabbi Daniel Lappin, Tim Ballard will be there, Bill O'Reilly we've, we're have we going to be doing a show with when we get to Israel. I think he's actually going to be on the ship with us for a while. Uh, we have added shows while we're at sail. Uh, some of the things, we're going to be going on tours together uh, in different places. There's, there's all kinds of packages and lots to do. Mm-hmm. And it really is about the history of who we are and where we came from. This is really, truly a once-in-a-lifetime cruise uh, through the Mediterranean. Tickets are almost sold out. They are offering a $300 discount to sell it out, but it's this week only. It is an all-inclusive trip. That means the airfare, the gratuity. You don't have to bring a wallet. You need to bring your passport. But you can go on this true uh, cruise and not spend a dime uh you know if you don't have to bring anything back from oh no i got this in athens um oh jeez bringing back stupid i carried i was in uh australia and i carried these stupid kangaroo stuffed kangaroos back and i bought them like the second day i was there so i'm lugging these things around from city to city and in <laughs> Then I get to the airport. They're selling the damn same damn kangaroo at the airport. And I'm like, ah, oh, <laughs> yes. Anyway, uh, save $300 right now. Just visit Cruise Through History. Do it today. This offer is only for this week. Like I said, there's only about 100 cabins left. Uh, there might be less than 100, 000, uh, 100 cabins. Uh, save $300 this week only. Cruise Through History. Just go to comesailaway.com to learn more. comesailaway.com. Better do it now. We pause for 10 seconds. Station ID. So riddle me this, Patman. man. Uh, mm-hmm. Do we have free will? Do you have free will? Yes. How do you know that?
2: Because uh, God gave it to me.
1: God gave it to you, yeah, right? Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Right. But how can you prove that you are the one making the decisions? Mm, I really can't.
2: You really can't.
1: You really can't. You can in some ways. Um the argument has been in the past, well, advertising, do you really want Coke or did you? were you kind of talked into it? No, I can stop buying Coke anytime I want. Mm-hmm. And that's what a lot of addicts say. What? That's what a lot of cocaine addicts say. Right. Uh, no, not that kind of Coke. Oh. <laughs> uh, so uh, they didn't. That, that Coke doesn't need to advertise. <laughs> no, it's enough. just a very strong uh, product. It does a good, good job. Yeah, that's totally free will. For a while. (laughs) Uh, uh, But now the world we're entering is you're going to be, for instance, with Amazon sent things that you haven't ordered. Okay, they're going to just start. They're going to know you so well that you are going to be sent products before you've ordered them. Now, they're going to know you so well that when you're talking and they're listening, you're talking and saying, you know what, honey, we should go on a cruise. They'll know that you're part of the Glenbeck Beck audience, that you've just said we should go on a cruise, that you don't know about this. And all of a sudden, you're going to see advertising for the Glenbeck Beck cruise. And apparently
2: right. that's already happening. You're
1: right. It's already happening. So this is just the first step. What happens when... You've been booked on this cruise. Now you can cancel. Sure. Send it back to us and cancel it. But you've been booked on the cruise. And and here's the clothes that we know you're going to want on that. (laughs) Well, yes, you have free will. You can send it back. But you're kind of being manipulated because you didn't think about the new clothes, but it makes sense. And you might think about it anyway on your own. Mm -hmm. And so where does that end when you're making a decision politically How much were you shaped through the algorithms, through the ads that you saw that were placed at the right time in the right place for you personally? It's not a mass thing. This is subliminal advertising. This is I'm sending you exactly the right story for you with exactly the right ad for you, because I know what you're saying. I know what you're thinking. I know you better than you know you. When when an algorithm knows you literally better than you know you, who has the free will? Now, I still think it's me. You're still making the decision yourself to do these things. Correct. Correct. You're just being nudged a yeah, little bit. Exactly right. Mm-hmm. This is the ultimate Cass Sunstein nudge. Sure is. And society... Just goes. It just moves. So, whoever is controlling these algorithms is really controlling the free will of the mass. Because, how many of Mm -hmm. us are going to stop and think, well, now wait a minute, what went into that decision? Hang on, can I trust that news? Can I trust this? On all the subtle things like we just started talking about with Bill Hader.
0: To Glenn Beck.
1: American Financing Corporation, NMLS, 182334, www.nmlsconsumeraccess.org. <laughs> so, uh me talked to you about American financing. Our economy is pretty good right now overall. I'm going to explain that yield curve thing because I looked into it yesterday and I'm like, ah, they're leaving out a few facts here. And when the market moves like that, we should uh, be aware of it. Now, uh, Alan Greenspan said there is no floor To interest rates. So that could mean, uh, you know, negative interest rates at some point. Wow. Okay, that's interesting. Um, That's what they're talking about. Interest interest rates are really super important. It's a nudge to either buy stuff or not buy stuff. What I would suggest is you call American Financing right now. If you're looking to refi your mortgage, you're looking for a new mortgage, or you're looking to consolidate so you can get out of debt, right now American Financing, family-owned and operated, can help you coast to coast. They've got you covered. 800-906-2440. Please act on this now. Americanfinancing.net.
3: Coming up, we're gonna to talk to Charlie Kirk. He's from Turning Point USA gonna give his take on the news
1: of the day. Triple Eight727 Beck is the phone number. All right. There's a, a few things that you need to understand about what happened to the stock market yesterday. I'm going to uh I'm gonna to try to explain it to you uh as simple as I as simple as I can. Um and I'm not an expert in any of this stuff, I'm just curious. And I don't believe that you get the full truth when you watch the news, uh, and everybody was freaking out yesterday, and I wanted to know why. Well, they're leaving a few things out that are kind of important facts, and we'll get to those coming up at the uh, top of the hour. Charlie Kirk is uh, joining us now. He is the founder and president of Turning Point USA, also the host of the Charlie Kirk show. Uh, welcome to the uh, welcome to the program, Charlie. Um, Great to be here. Thanks so much, Glenn. You bet. I I wanted to have you on. I wanted to talk about, because you've been going um, and talking to so many people, you've been to the Iowa State Fair, you have been on the campuses uh, for a couple of things. First, I want to talk to you about the El Paso narrative. Uh, How how close are we? You know, Donald Trump said last week that um, he thought... That he could sway even his base to go for some things that he claimed were common sense um, uh, gun control laws, like red flag laws, et cetera, et cetera. And the poll numbers look like that might be a possibility. That forty percent of Republicans are even saying, "Yeah, we need stricter laws." Is this what? What is what happened here? How close are we? Do you think to? making some fundamental changes on the Second Amendment.
5: Too, too close. And thankfully, we still live in a country where if the majority wants to take our rights away, they shouldn't be able to and they can't. That's the whole point of understanding and protecting natural rights. I mean, thank goodness that we don't have voting by the mob that can that can take away our First Amendment. It's beginning to get that way. But this is a really important point, Glenn, that... What makes the Scottish Enlightenment ideas so critical that we're enshrined in our Constitution is that it's sort of irrelevant if 55 or 60% of the country want to just, by, by vote or decree, take rights that we have upon our, our birth um, away from us. And it's really important that when we talk about increasing government regulation, it might sound good or feel good, but especially from the federal government, we have to act as if or say as if, what if the government bureaucrat that we distrust most had that kind of governmental power? So for conservatives, lest us not forget Lois Lerner. Remember Lois Lerner, who investigated mm-hmm. the Tea Party and yep. basically got off scot-free for you know um, blowing up a lot of grassroots energy and enthusiasm in our base? Imagine if she had the kind of control to register guns and to come after our Second Amendment right. All of a sudden, I guarantee you that the supposed support amongst Republicans for increased gun control can diminish and and would diminish and would decrease. So that's that's the way I think we have to frame this argument is, is you're going to be giving more power to government bureaucrats that hate you. They hate your worldview. They want to make sure and make certain that people that believe in libertine ideas or the or a conservative worldview or Judeo Christian ethic. Will have a decreased amount of say and authority, and that should be said of the First Amendment as well as, well as the Second Amendment. Why? Why uh, is this?
1: Why-, why is this happening um, with the left? It, are they just playing a longer game, and they just know that these things always work out in their favor? Or, uh, it, I mean, I don't understand the disconnect. Donald Trump is a dictator. He's a Nazi. He is building concentration camps. Quick, let's give our guns. To his government
5: which it's it's again that that is
1: the best argument
5: to kind of cross-examine the left's um lack of logic on this because wait a second i thought they don't trust this government because donald trump is in charge i thought he's the one that is building alleged concentration camps which is just not true on the southern border now the left wants that very same government to take guns away that doesn't make a lot of sense but but look from a, a broader perspective here in a bigger picture is the left is embarking and they're in they're well on their way for the deconstruction of our country. And that's the philosophy here. It's deconstructionism. And you've educated your audience brilliantly on this and I wish more people did exactly what you've done, which you go through the historical roots of this from the Frankfurt School on, which is it's a deliberate attempt to deconstruct our country from mm-hmm. within. And, and the left understands that there, are, there there's the natural rights that we have that are you know, protected in the, in the Bill of Rights, but there are three that are really, really important. Right to expression and right to dialogue, the Second Amendment and the Fourth Amendment, Those and the Tenth Amendment as well. I'd say states' rights and not anything that's not listed should be decentralized in nature. The left has a full frontal assault on those four things in particular, trying to attack our religious expression, trying to take their, our guns away, trying to erode our personal, our, our personal privacy and property, and finally to destroy states' rights as we know it. And the left plays a much more patient game than we play. They are much more deliberate, and they're okay looking at things in a 50- to 100-year type type perspective, well, and, and we as conservatives tend not to do that.
1: So, Charlie, let me, let me bring this up to you, uh, because you know history well enough um, to be able to see this giant arc But I just did an episode a couple of days ago on the comparison of of the want to be presidency of Elizabeth Warren to Woodrow Wilson and Mm. went through uh, Philip Drew administrator, which was written by Colonel House during the Wilson administration to really kind of say in novel form what the progressives really wanted. and. It's Elizabeth Warren. I mean, they are willing to do a long, long look. They're more Chinese than American in, in their right. thinking.
5: Totally. And I'll give you another kind of really interesting parallel. Where did Woodrow Wilson come from? Princeton University. Yes. I and mean, he, was, he, he was the president of Princeton University and then governor of New Jersey. Where did Elizabeth Warren come from? Harvard. Harvard. I mean, when you're born out of the academy and you're born – uh, you're kind of a, a a prototype, if you will, of higher education, you will bring that radicalism with you. And Woodrow Wilson was probably one of the most damaging presidents besides FDR and LBJ in the last hundred years of our personal freedoms and liberties that few people talk about. But you actually educated me on this topic through your books and your show seven or eight years ago um, when I first started to become aware of the threat of progressivism. And the year of 1917, boy, if you look at um, one year that, you know eroded our freedoms and liberties almost more than any other whether it be the creation of the federal income tax or the creation of the federal reserve act um, i mean this this singular individual pioneered more erosion of states rights and individual sovereignty than anyone else uh, i'm sorry 1913 it was if my memory serves me yeah. correct. um yeah. was the revenue act not 17 was world war 1 I. I stand corrected yeah. 1913 um but that is a great parallel glenn and what does i, I if i were to venture a guess i think the party, the Democrat Party, is much more likely to nominate Elizabeth Warren than Joe Biden. Elizabeth Warren can kind of be the intersectional candidate that they're looking for in the sense that she is she's angry, yet she is thoughtful enough that she'll be able to appease the Democrat suburban voters and the new new kind of Democrat suburban uh-huh. women voters. Um, she's academic enough to appease the New York Times oligarchs and. She also has enough populism in her to be able to kind of channel that Bernie Sanders energy. She's drawing bigger crowds. She's raising a tremendous amount of money. And so, wow, is that a great comparison to you? And it's so funny. You mentioned the Chinese Glenn recently. I said to someone, I said the left thinks like the Chinese do. Yep. They think in terms of centuries
1: Yep. They and
5: they're okay with multi-decade plans to, in the words of our previous president, fundamentally transform our country. And you look at it, we as conservatives have such a difficult task because we look as if we're anti-progress. But guess what? That's okay sometimes. Some things should not change. In fact, I would make the argument the more we've changed the family, the nuclear family in our country, the more negative side effects, the more broken communities that yes. we've actually experienced.
1: You, and that... That's That's an argument we have to. You you have to you have to change, but you have to uh, uh, change the things that don't work while leaving the things that do work. That that's I mean, that's the the point of being a conservative is to conserve the things that work and are true. We've just come to this place to where we're like nothing works. Well, no, no, no. Wait, 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 wait. Some things work really well. And some things aren't working so well because we've made changes in the past or we failed to make changes in the past. So let's sort these through and conserve the good things. So, Charlie, so is Elizabeth Warren, because I am shocked, shocked, this latest poll um, shows uh, me smoke and one uh, one point away from uh, Joe Biden. Uh, And I think you're right. I think they are more likely to go with Elizabeth Warren than than Joe Biden in the end, because she wants to fundamentally transform. I think she is a another Hillary Clinton that Donald Trump will crush. Do you think so? Or do you think she's there's something to her that should concern us?
5: I want to believe that. I'm going, to, I'm going to come up with a piece soon and I'm going to talk about this on my, my podcast. Glenn, you might find this interesting. And I, I try to be a contrarian by nature, but I will tell you that just as we learned that there were hidden Trump voters, I believe that there are hidden socialist voters out there too, that have either been voting Green Party or have not been showing up in the same numbers. Now, are there enough of them to make Elizabeth Warren president? I don't think so. But I, I will kind of throw a little skepticism at some of the conventional wisdom that Trump will win in a landslide against Elizabeth Warren. And let me tell you why is ideal mostly on college campuses at Turning Point USA. And Elizabeth Warren is precisely what college students want in a candidate. She talks about fundamental transformation. She's unafraid to question the history of the United States and call our history a mistake. Not that we've made mistakes, but that our country is a mistake. She's she's unabashed in her promising of free stuff and to have other people pay for her utopian schemes. And I think that younger voters will show up in numbers that we have not seen since 2008. If Elizabeth Warren is the candidate. Now, I think she would lose mm-hmm. unbelievably voters over the age of 50, you know, people that have actually been around for a couple of decades and had the sobriety of life, you know, kind of, you know, that they've lived through, but never underestimate the kind of. Um, unpredictability a candidate can cause when younger voters start to show up. And, and we saw this in 2008 and again in 2012, because it throws off all the voting models, Glenn. If, if college students voted at the same clip or the same rate as suburban women, um, Hillary Clinton would be president. And, and Ward is one of the few candidates that can do that. Now, I think she would actually have a, tr- a ton of trouble with black voters and Latino voters. I think the president could do far better in those particular communities than Republicans traditionally have. Uh, But I I think that your comparison that Elizabeth Warren is our Woodrow Wilson is spot on. And it's something that needs to be repeated because she's now going to try to create the new century progressive compact to try to finish the vision of Rousseau and Marx in our country to create us to a very mediocre alleged egalitarian state which will never happen it will just put us in a downward spiral spiral that the progressives have been trying to embark us on over the last hundred years and we must stop this at every single corner and turn um in our activism and that's what i'm trying to do on college campuses every single
1: day charlie thank you so much i appreciate it from turning point usa a group that might give you some hope that uh Uh, the millennials are not all crazy and uh, there are many millennials that are out working hard and uh, are changing their mind when they do hear facts charlie kirk thank you so much from i appreciate it you bet tpusa.com turning point usa tpusa.com So you're sitting there, you're at a fast food joint, you've got to grab something quick to eat, and you're eating your burger. Okay, I'm there. You've, you've brought me there. It's okay, almost like this has happened before. Okay, right. You have some work to do over lunch, you got a million things to do, you don't have a lot of time to do them. Yeah, you're starting to lose me. Okay. You're a little stressed out, you're gone. Yeah, you're I, don't gone. Care. I don't care about anything. What you're working on now at your table while you're eating... Uh, you don't notice that there's a guy two two tables away on his cell phone. That's normal. It's pretty nondescript. You're trying really hard to get stuff done. You don't notice. Unfortunately, it would have been good if you did notice him because he's just hacked your information using the restaurant's free Wi-Fi connection, which you also happen to be using. This is one reason why you need a secure VPN. Whenever you're on Wi-Fi, it is an open door to your life until you've I speak with experience until you've had the FBI in your house uh, describing how this just happened to your family. You have no idea how open your life really is, even if you think you've done everything norton secure vpn uh browse privately no one is tracking you no one's hacking in nobody's getting into your private information secure your connections today just go to norton.com slash vpn that's norton.com slash vpn protection starts at 333 a month for the first year with annual enrollment that's norton.com slash vpn terms and conditions do apply Welcome to the uh, program. Uh, we've had a couple of weird days on the stock market, and you're hearing all kinds of things uh, on television uh, about the economy. And I will tell you that you need to be careful. I am a, you know me, I'm a, I'm an optimistic catastrophist. Catastrophe is right around the corner, but I'm optimistic we're going to make it through. Um, I'm not sure... I mean, look—a a global crash is coming, uh, but they're talking about this yield curve inversion, uh, and they're leaving some important facts out, and that's why we have seen the—you know—Christmas is saved one day, and what a 500-point jump in the stock market, and then we're all doomed the very next day, and an 800-point drop. Uh, we'll explain this and give you the things that I think people are leaving out and you then decide what you think is happening with our economy. Coming up.
0: I'm Hillary. That's your 4-Minute Buzz. And now here's Glenn and Stu with more.
3: Thanks, Hillary. Uh, Our sponsor this half hour is Real Estate Agents I Trust. We're talking about your biggest financial transaction, right? You want to make sure you have someone who knows what they're doing. It's kind of this typical thing that people do. I know I when I first started looking for my first home, my big thing was I'd look on a website, it would show me the home, and I'd click on the agent's name that was under it. I don't know. I thought that was what you're supposed to do. You don't have to do that. You can get your agent's screen. You can make sure you have one of the best agents in your area. There's over a 1,000 active agents uh, with another 5,000 who are on a waiting list just to join realestateagentsitrust.com. Why? Well, because they go through an extensive screening process and then make sure that you get the best agent in your area. We do a lot of homework on, you know, you know, you know everything that, that we do in our life. We want to make sure that we have the best representative uh, dealing with our, us in a transaction. When it comes to our biggest transaction, a lot of times we don't do anything. So, realestateagentsitrust.com does the work for you. Uh, we have, uh, really, it's, it's really easy. Just go to realestateagentsitrust.com. No matter where you are in America, there's an agent that can help you put your uh, area in and they'll, they'll hook you up. It's a great way of doing it, whether you want to buy or sell and you want to get it done fast and for the most money. Uh, get moving with realestateagentsitrust.com. It's realestateagentsitrust.com. Back with more in just a second.
0: of entertainment and
1: enlightenment. Boy you would think yesterday in New York that watching the stock market, it's over. It's over. I don't think this is it. and this all this talk about this yield curve inversion. I'm not a uh, I'm not a bond trader. I'm not a Wall Street guy but I play well on the radio. I am a thinker and I can, I can read and look into things. And there's a few things that really have been left out of the scenario that you're hearing about, about this great recession that now has to be underway because every recession in the last 50 years has started with a yield curve inversion, this is it. Well, that's only half true. When you know the second half of that equation, you realize, wait a minute, what are we panicking for? I'll give this to you in one minute.
0: This is the Glimbeck Program.
1: Something that's always made me really uncomfortable, and I think you're the same way, is the idea uh, that companies I purchase things from might use their money to do evil things in the world. I don't like to buy products, and I won't buy products that I that are made by slaves. Uh, you know, that's kind of a bad thing. I No, I don't want to do that. Although, I purchase Apple products, and I think they're doing the same thing. You learn... When you learn about a company, it might change things. When you learn about your mobile phone provider and their help to fund Planned Parenthood, you know, I want to make sure that I don't have anything to do with that. That's why I have switched to Patriot Mobile, and I highly recommend you do the same thing. I can't tell you to switch to something that's just not as good as what you already have. You're going to get the same great cell service because everyone's on the same cell towers now. Patriot Mobile is the only conservative cell phone company. It's run by veterans. It, it doesn't give funding to anti-conservative causes. It's a great service, and that's why I switched and you should switch. Thousands already have. If you make the switch, you can upgrade your phone if you want to a brand new Moto Z3 Play for only 5 bucks a month. That's with a 6-inch screen, expandable storage, high-quality camera, and a whole lot more. 5 bucks a month. Switching has been made super easy if you go to go to uh, patriotmobile.com slash back. That's patriotmobile.com slash back. Select a plan, save $180 on a brand new Moto Z3 play today. Supplies are limited, so you don't want to wait on this. It's patriotmobile.com slash back. PatriotMobile.com slash back. And there he was, Donald Trump, with all of the toys and all of the Christmas trees and everything that we might ever want for Christmas, up at the tippy top of Mount Crumpet, where he stood there ready to dump it. And then he heard something. And he realizes that maybe Christmas is all about boxes and bags Maybe it is all about the things that you can buy and things that you can have. And so he took that sleigh full of stuff and he said, well, I'm just going to keep it over here and uh, I'm not going to dump it until maybe after the Christmas shopping season. I might dump it, but I'm not sure. Um, So go out, feel free. You can buy some stuff. I'm not going to come and take away your stuff before Christmas. That is a very childish way of explaining what happened with the trade barrier. Uh, The (laughs) trade barriers that the president put up with China and were about to go into effect, which were much, much uh, harsher on China, uh, he decided to pull off the table until after Christmas because he said he didn't want people to have to spend an extra, you know, money at all uh, on getting, you know, their perfect Christmas presents. Just a little strange, considering it was very much explained that there
3: would not be an effect to consumers from these tariffs. Remember, China was paying well, for it all is, of them. It is uh, proof positive that it is you that pays the price for Which, this. Everybody knows, I think, who's ever looked at it. But uh, yeah. the, the sell on the tariffs was a little bit different than I
1: think the reality yeah, of it. you going to punish China. Well, no, you're punishing yeah. the American worker, the American uh, shopper. That's who you're you're punishing, and we're punishing the Chinese shopper. Over there, yeah, it's just bad. It's not bad just for
3: us; it's bad for everybody.
1: It's bad for them too. Yeah, it's really it is.
3: It does definitely does punish
1: them at some level. It just punishes them at our expense. So, luckily, the president knows that anything that hurts the economy, he's got to stop, or he might lose the election. Uh, And so, he pulled this off the table temporarily, which is bothersome, but at least he made this move now the press was saying oh donald trump blinked donald trump blinked okay that's the last thing you want to say to this president if you really care about the country right it was was like uh, the day after when all this stuff was going
3: on with el paso um what's his face uh the former fbi director james comey writes an op-ed In the New York Times, the president must denounce racism and must denounce white supremacy. It's like if you actually wanted him to do that. Now, he did do it. He's done it many times. But if you actually thought that was important and you're James Comey, the last thing in the world you do is make a public statement about what Donald Trump should do. Because you're just encouraging him not to do whatever you're asking him to do. Yeah. Right. And, of course, the answer is that James Comey has no interest at all what Donald Trump does. What he has an interest in is how he looks. Right. Uh, and that's why he writes the op-ed. And of course, this is the same thing with the posturing of the media, right? Like they don't care about what the, this trade stuff is. They they were all against free trade for the past five decades. Now all of a sudden, Donald Trump is is more on the protectionist side, and all of a sudden, these guys are just—I mean, they're 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 Friedman. These guys are Milton Friedman. All of a sudden, all they can talk about is how great free trade is. It is really amazing to see. But if they actually wanted this to go through, you're right—they wouldn't—they wouldn't fight it like this. They would do the
1: exact opposite. So here's the here's the thing that there there's a there's a hierarchy of of money. All right. If you have money and I'm not talking about average money, I'm especially talking about large funds that have money from, you know, sovereign funds and and, and countries that have money to invest. When you start freaking out and you have a lot of money like that, um you your job is to protect that money and there's a hierarchy of money when money is when things are going great i might i might start you know investing in in kind of some risky companies and risky stocks because you never know and things are going so well that you know i can afford to lose a little there and so i'll get a little risky not me personally i'm so risk averse it's crazy uh, but, OK, maybe I'll get a little maybe it'll get a little risky here when things get a little shaky. You're like, you know what? I don't want to really lose any money uh, on real kind of crazy risks. I want to be a little more safe. And so you just go into the S&P or, you know, the, the Dow, the big, you know, the big blue chips in the Dow. And you just invest in the stock market. When the stock market goes crazy, now you're starting to think, okay, so where do I put my money because I don't want to lose a lot? All right. Then you go to bonds, stocks and bonds. And you're like, okay, I'm going to buy some bonds because, uh, you know, I, I'm i not sure what it's going to look like short term. Maybe I'm comfortable long term, but short term, I'm, I'm a little... I'm just upset about things. I just don't feel right. So I'm going to put some of my money in long-term bonds because they'll pay me usually a little bit more. And then I'm going to put my uh, the rest of my money in short-term bonds because I don't want to tie my money up for more than two years. I want to be able to pull it out because I think everything's going to be fine after you know a year or two. Yeah, my money will be secure. I'll make a little bit. I might make 1% on that, but at least I know I'm getting my money back. Right. Okay. Once you go from bonds, then you get into gold. Okay, now I don't really trust the bond market because I think the government might be unstable, uh, and I think there might be riots in the streets. So I don't even know if I trust bonds. So then you get into gold, and then you or Bitcoin, and then from there you kind of get into bullets and Bibles and food. All right, that's the hierarchy of of money. So the first thing you do is you take your money out of the crazy stocks. The second thing you do is take your money out of the stock market. And then the third thing you do is you take it out of bonds. Okay. So here's what's happened. The world is a little unstable right now. I don't know if you've noticed this. I mean, look what's just been happening just this week. The president sends a signal, well, I'm not sure what the economy is going to be like. The Fed has been sending the signal. I don't know what the long-term economy is going to be like. So we're ready to cut interest rates if we have to. The president then sends a signal, hey, this trade thing is is going to cool down for a while, which makes it go up a little bit in the stock market, what, three 400 points, which is a fairly big move when I was growing up. It's, I think, 1% uh this time so it's not that big of a move but it was significant but it didn't last it lasted a day well why well because you had the the yield curve inversion what the hell is a yield curve inversion gotta remember there's two kinds of bonds that you can oh buy. No, i can see what you're doing here what you're just getting into clickbait this is what you're doing. It's going like, to get sexy.
3: This is your game. You're trying to be so salacious to get yeah. more listeners. You're like, I'm going to talk about the yield curve inversion again. Yeah. And it's like, why not just put porn directly on Glenn I know. I know. Why I not know. just do it? Yes, you'll get I people know. to
1: click. But is that the right thing to do? <laughs> so the- <laughs> this is so sexy. <laughs> this is so sexy. There are two kinds of bonds. Mm. There's long term, short term. Long term means I'm going to lock my money up for 10 years and i'm just going to park this because I, I don't know what is going to happen now the united states government wants the long term bonds we need people to buy bonds because we're spending money like it's water which by the way is going to be the next real global warm uh, global war that's after bible next 10, uh, yeah, yeah okay on <laughs> <And> the hierarchy <laughs> yeah that's going to be higher in the in the food and the in the uh in the money chain soon one day but um we're spending so much money. We want people to buy our bonds. Our bonds go to auction. Okay. The big, but when the government says, I'm going to spend a whole buttload of money, that's when we take all these bonds in long-term chunks. And we say, Hey, who wants to buy this pile of crap? that's (laughs) probably never going to be paid off. And we say, we'll, We'll give you three percent back. And everybody's like, You're so full of crap? No. Uh four percent? No. How about if we give you eight percent return? Okay. So now we're now we're locked into we get that money, but we have to pay it back in 10 years at like five or eight percent interest. So we want the interest rates going low. That's why when the bonds come back and they're like, we didn't even sell any. Because we can't afford to jack the interest rate. We can't pay people to take our crap. We can't give them enough money to take our crap because they don't believe in us. When you start to see the the yield of a long-term bond go down, that's either because people have a lot of faith in the U.S. government. I don't think so. Or something else is going on. And that is a lot of people are putting their money there. They're looking for some safe haven. And they're like, everything's so crazy. Well, at least the federal government is good. Okay, that's how bad this is. When you start to see a long-term yield come that low, that's that's everybody going, well, at least the government's saying, no, they're not. That's not a safe place to put your money, in my opinion. Not 10 years? Good heavens, what is the country going to look like in 10 years from now? We could be a red nation. We could be the communist or the socialist states of America in 10 years. Why did everybody put their money there? Well, it's panic because they know. They know when that yield curve. Why are they putting all of their money there? And who is putting all of their money there? Why did the long-term rate go so low which means there are more people buying a 10-year parking space for their money they just want their money back in 10 years why did that go so low lower than you know i'll give you the money for two years but i don't trust uncle sam that much why did that invert i'll tell you in one minute I gotta drag it out because it's so sexy. <laughs> it is so. Yeah, now you're teasing yeah, to the porn. Teasing. I mean, teasing more porn coming up in just a second. All right, that moment of panic that we have, that moment of almost had it today. Woke up naturally, forgot to set the alarm last night. Woke up naturally at exactly the time I was supposed to get up. Looked at the clock and went. Oh my gosh, I better get up because my alarm didn't go off, and if I don't get up right now, I'm gonna fall back to sleep and then it will be way too late. That moment of panic, that moment of panic happens when your car sounds funny. When something isn't right with your car, when the check engine light goes on, when you go just to get an oil change and they're like, Hey, we wanna to talk to you, you're like, No, 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 la 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 I can't hear you. Because nobody has the, the money for a a repair of their car i mean nobody nobody has it well okay jeffrey jeffrey epstein probably had it but he was a crook anyway uh this is why you need uh car shield car shield if your car is out of warranty car shield comes in and they give you additional coverage so all of those covered repairs that you had are covered again now all you have to do is sign up and become a member of, of CarShield. I'm a member with CarShield. I get the extended coverage for my old trucks to make sure that when I've got a problem and one of them breaks down, I need my truck fixed. I don't have to worry about a big payment because I, I'm a member with CarShield. They'll provide the roadside assistance if I need it, the rental car while mine's in the shop. They pay the, I have it fixed at the dealership. They pay the dealership directly so I don't have to put money out and then wait for them. CarShield, they have you covered. If your car has 5,000 or 150,000 miles, it doesn't matter as long as you're covered. Get covered. Extended coverage now with CarShield.com. Use the promo code BACK and save 10%. It's CarShield.com, promo code BACK. Ten seconds. Station ID. Now, what could make everybody panic? What could make everybody go, man, I've got to put my money. At least the U.S. government is sane. how crazy does the world have to be for that to happen? Well, let me just sketch it out for you. There has to be a conflict between the two big powers on Earth. Oh, you mean like a trade war and maybe instability in Hong Kong, which if Hong Kong falls, we know Taiwan will fall. And what is the relationship between the two economic superpowers that might be Cause a little stress might cause some people to go, yeah, I don't know what's going to happen there. Or how about Brexit? Brexit this fall. Everybody says that's going to be a disaster. It'll be the end of the EU. It'll be the end of the economy as we know it. That's what all the experts are saying. Looks like we're headed for a no deal Brexit on October 31st. I don't know. Is that a big deal? Hey, how about India and Pakistan? Did you see what's happening in Kashmir? Yeah, and they've got nuclear weapons. So don't worry about that. The European continent is in recession. The global central banks, the European Central Bank, they don't have any more money. They're now going into negative interest rates. So you buy a bond in in from the European Central Bank. You're not getting them. They're not paying you anymore. You're so desperate. You're saying. Hey, if I give you $100 in 10 years, would you give me $95 back? Whoa, what an investment. <laughs> You're just asking, can I have some of my money? Well, now, if you can take your money and go and get a great deal like that, or you can put $100 away and get $102 back as opposed to 95 which one are you going to do? We have billions of dollars all around the world this week because of instability that are rushing in and they are looking for a place to hide. They're looking for a place that's stable. Well, just like when we can't sell this bowl of crap because everybody knows it's a bowl of crap when it's the best tastiest bowl of crap available. Everybody is rolling in with money. Well, that's when we say, well, I'm not so sure I want to sell that. I'm only going to give you $2 extra instead of 8 or $10. That's called the free market. Everybody freaked out. Now, here's the one thing that everybody's leaving out. This inversion curve, last 50 years, we have not had a recession that hasn't had the first sign uh, a yield curve inversion. Okay, well, that's half the information I need. Thank you for that. Um, have we ever had an a inversion like this that wasn't followed by a recession? Oh, yeah, yeah, sure, we've had those, yeah, yeah. But in the last 50 years all of the recessions proceed yeah but you just said we've had these before and it didn't lead to a recession i
3: legitimately heard this report this exact way where they said the, they said the last five recessions had this inversion beforehand yes and then they they never said no the fact that we've not. had other inversions without recession of course not that's amazing how yeah and has that's that been kind common?
1: of important has that been common yeah we've i mean it's you know, it's, it's not, not, like not one 50, example. 50 Right. but right. it's not one example. Right. Wow. Yeah. Jeez. I mean, this is just one sign, not the sign. And by the way, sometimes these yields conversion or inversions can happen, and the recession won't start for two years. It's that far ahead.
0: You're listening to Glenn Beck.
1: Okay, so now that we've gone through all of that, uh, how do you feel about the economy, huh? Because I'm feeling great. You know what's done great? Gold. Have you seen the price? Oh, you tell people to get it gold. That's crazy. Oh, is it? Is it? Have you seen the price of gold? Gold is going up for a reason. Because while everybody else is like, oh no, at least the government's sane, well, people like me are like, no. They're not. They're not saying, remember just a few months ago, they couldn't sell any of these bonds. They're like, we don't have enough money to offer anymore. Now they're selling like crazy. We should be in bonds. No. Perhaps the smart money this week is going into gold. That's why it's skyrocketing. Please, if you have ever considered gold and you want to be safe and you're at all freaked out about anything, please consider gold or silver. Gold and silver, they are the the refuge from huma- from uh, insanity. Go to 866 Goldline. Call them now. They're waiting for you. 866 Goldline or goldline.com. Call them. Read their important risk information. 866 Goldline.
3: Tonight on TV, Glenn talks to a comedian who was trying to get everybody on the right fired. He's a big left winger. Had a total conversion. Go to blazedtv.com slash Glenn. Uh, quickly, Glenn, I've noticed uh, you, you, I don't know, inspired apparently uh, major controversy because I listened to this program and uh, heard your monologue on Monday about the Statue of Liberty and the Emma Lazarus poem.
1: Yeah, and I think fact, it was actually Tuesday was when it Tuesday? The, it the green card thing came out Right uh, on Monday And everybody's like, what about the tired and poor and huddled masses? Right. So you did this entire monologue about what the poem actually
3: means. And you've done this before. As Conservative Review points out today, you did it in your 2010 CPAC keynote speech. Yes. Uh, So you've done this. You've been talking about this for a long time. The information's out there. But you did it again this weekend and tied it specifically to the story. Well, I don't know if Ken Cuccinelli listens to the program. He may. Mm-hmm. Uh, but he came out and talked about this as well. Uh, here he is. Uh, and this is the controversial part. So to get scared here, because you're about to hear some very nasty words about people that aren't European. Here's Ken Cuccinelli on the Statue of Liberty.
0: What do you think America stands for?
2: Well, of course, that poem was referring back to people coming from Europe where they had class based societies where people were considered wretched if they weren't in the right class.
3: Hmm. That's th- exactly right. Hmm. No, it's not actually. Madeleine Albright uh, sets uh, Ken straight.
0: I'm not sure that one he can say that it's part of American heritage. There have been various periods where Americans have been very generous in our immigration policy. And I do think that this country has benefited by the diversity that has come through immigration. And so I find it one of the most un-American statements I've ever heard. But what? And you pointed out that I have a Statue of Liberty pin on. I think the Statue of Liberty is weeping.
3: It's weeping, Glenn.
1: Really, I don't know if you know this. It's a bronze statue. (laughs) It can't weep. So let's talk about some facts. I think the Statue of Liberty is weeping. Yeah. If it is, it's because it's being distorted. You can make the Statue of Liberty into whatever you want it to be, but that doesn't change the facts of why it was built and what the damn poem means. First of all, Madeline, why was that poem even written? Do you know? Anybody know why? To show that we need no, immig- no, free immigration no, no, and, and everyone no, gets on a f- no, welfare program? No, and- no. It was to buy the. It was to raise money. Buy this poem, and we'll be able to build a stone platform that we can put this stupid French piece of crap on because they just dumped it in our park. We need to buy a bunch of stuff now because all parts were not included. So we need to buy stuff. And Emma's like, I'll write a poem. Maybe you can sell that. Okay, it's got to be a really good poem because we got to buy a lot of rocks. That's why the poem was written. So I'm sorry to break it to you, all you anti-capitalists. But that was why that poem was written. The second thing is she was putting the Statue of Liberty in into context what is this brazen giant why did France send us this if it doesn't have anything to do with Europe explain keep your storied pomp and ancient lands cries she with silent lips explain that which ancient lands not like the brazen giant of Greek fame. Uh, that's in Europe, I think. I'm pretty sure. Isn't that in Europe? In <laughs> I think is in Europe.
3: Wow. Technically speaking, yes, I believe so.
1: So it's not like the the brazen giant of Greek fame, the the statue of Rhodes. Uh, 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 it, it's not like that one. The eighth wonder, one of the eighth wonders of the world. Uh it's it's then crying out, this one is crying out, keep your ancient lands in storied pomp. Yeah, where were immigrants huh. generally coming from at this time? And historically, where were the immigrants coming from that built this country? Two lands Africa. Yes, the Statue of Liberty does address Africans that came here as slaves. That's why there's a chain broken on her foot and her ankle. A broken chain. The Statue of Liberty, the law that she holds, breaks the chains of slavery when properly administered. That's what the chain is. So the second group of people that came in, generally speaking, where did they come from? Oh, Europe. (laughs) That's what that poem is about. That's what the statue is about. And the worst distortion of it is, "Oh, give me your tired, your poor, your huddled masses." Otis oh, makes
3: me so angry. No, that's what they wanted. They wanted, to, you know what? We'll take care of the people you won't take care of. Come to us, and our government will supply the things that these people need.
1: First of all, the Statue of Liberty was built for what? Oh, because they wanted to give us a great gift. Who gives people a gift like that? <laughs> well, at least we know they don't have another one like it. <laughs> Who gives a gift like that? And if you're going to give a gift, why ship it over and like, hey, and by the way, uh, all the uh, pots are in the box. You're going to have put it together. But uh, we made it super easy for you. All the instructions are in French. That's no help
3: better than ikea but no help yes
1: but no help Mm -hmm. okay it wasn't really for us that statue was made and they raised money just like the emma lazarus poem why is the poem why was the poem written oh because it wanted to describe him no it was to raise money why was the statue of liberty built because there was this guy who had this idea of making a giant, a brazen giant like that of Greek fame that he could sell to Egypt that would stand uh, right, right where the Panama Canal is. I don't remember exactly, but I think it was in that area. That's what he wanted to do. And Egypt's like, beat it dirtbag we don't need your giant statue i mean have you seen how we're living we don't even have toilets yet so he leaves but he wants to build this giant statue so then he meets with some people in france hey i know you got the eiffel tower what do you think about maybe uh what do you think huh maybe you think maybe huh and they're like no wait well wait a minute wait a minute and what's going on at the time Marxism. Marxism. In 1848 in Germany. Wow, German? That's German? Oh, well, I love the ideas from Germany. They're all so good, aren't they? Especially when they come up with new ways to bring government, to make it big and powerful. Those are great ideas. In 1840, Marx and Engels, 1848, they print what's called the communist manifesto the communist manifesto was an idea to change all of europe because all of the europe they had storied pomp and ancient lands and they were holding people down because if you didn't have the right name the right connection if you weren't a lord or a lady if you weren't a landowner you had no rights you had nothing and so the communists said that's not right Now, there was another group of people that said that's not right. They were called the American Founders. And so the people who made the Statue of Liberty and coincidentally, the guy who painted the crossing of the Delaware with George Washington in the boat, you know, the one that we're also famous. You know, the original is not in the Met. That's a copy. The original doesn't exist anymore. It was burned down. During World War II. it burned because it was bombed by the allies by the <laughs> bombed by the allies i didn't know that the met was bombed by the allies no it was in germany because it was painted for germans because the painter saw marks and angles and went that's the wrong idea i'm gonna paint a painting that explains what America does because yes, everybody needs to be in the boat but America has the right idea. That's why there is a farmer there is a there is a uh, uh, a woodsman in it. Uh, there is a black guy, a Native American. there's a woman in that boat. a woman what? No America hates women. No everyone was in the boat. That's why that painting was painted. The Statue of Liberty was made for the same reason they needed to raise money. They used the raising of money as a way to get into people's homes and their hearts and say, have you seen what the Americans have done? Have you seen what they've done? Because we weren't trying to dominate the world. We were just quiet. We just went around and just be like, hey, we're cool with everybody. We actually didn't have this empire kind of attitude at the time that the progressives brought us. And so what did we do? They needed to get in and tell people the American story. So they said, hey, they just freed all those slaves. Wasn't that cool? And they're coming up with their 100th anniversary. We want to give them the statue. Oh, they're going to love it. Yeah. Yeah. They're going to love it. They got huge a place. statue people. Yeah. yeah they're the huge, statue. huge people. statue people. Their president's going to be a guy who's going to be like, "It's the greatest statue ever. It's coming. <laughs> it's we're way ahead of the curve. <laughs> they were doing it to sell the American idea as opposed to Marxism. That's why it was built. The poem was made to be able to sell the uh, to 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 sell to make enough money to buy the platform stones, mm-hmm. and and you know
3: look, there's a lot of people on Twitter who don't know that, right? But the journalists who are all making it seem like, well, what Ken Cuccinelli meant was he o- it only applies to white people from Europe because that is the way they're characterizing it. They it's egregious. They know it's it's a disgraceful mischaracterization of what he's saying. You know exactly what he was saying, and what he was saying specifically was. Yeah, we want to take the people that your class system... And he mentions the class system. Yes. Your class system will not allow to achieve anything, even if they're fantastic. They can be the greatest people and the people who are the highest achievers in your society, but because of your class system, they can never escape where they were born into. Here, there isn't that system. So when they... And we're freeing them of that system. Not every person who needs help from the government is going to come and get it that's not what
1: it's about keep your storied pomp and your ancient lands cries she she is talking to europe Mm -hmm. and then she says send me your tired your poor your huddled masses yearning to be free send these the tempest toss to me so in other words what it's saying is You keep people down. You're keeping people homeless. You have all of these rules and regulations and all your storied crap that we don't have, we don't want— You send us the people that you say can't make it because I'm standing right here and I'm guarding this door. You notice the Statue of Liberty. Her butt is showing to us her face. Her eyes are looking to Europe, guarding from the garbage of Europe, Mm -hmm. saying you sent these people and said they can't do anything. Well, you know what? One of those people came over here. And that's why I'm holding imprisoned lightning, imprisoned lightning, light. It's not Edison. It's Tesla, one of the wretched refuse that came to our shore, built the alternator, the generators that we have in the dam that powers the imprisoned lightning, as it's mentioned in the poem. So please don't get me started on this if somebody in the media would like to know oh i'd love to give them a history lesson on what that poem means but it is the exact opposite of what they say it is and
3: by the way the law at the time it was written immigration law of the united states said if when boats are coming over here ships immigration ships if on such examination there shall be found among such passengers any convict lunatic Idiot, or any person unable to take care of himself or herself without becoming a public charge, such persons should not be should not be permitted to
1: land. Okay, they and weren't you know, even able to step foot on land. Right. And you know who had to pay for their return trip? The ship mm. that brought them here. Mm-hmm. We ain't paying for it. Good luck with that passenger. You shouldn't have put him on the boat in the first place. Oh, I can't take it. Why lie about it? to criticize. Yeah. Why lie? Why lie? Self-imposed ignorance at best. All right. How'd you like a great night's sleep? How would you like a pillow that actually fits? Uh, one that you don't have to just keep bending and fluffing and turning over uh, over and over and try to get exactly right? Try my pillow. My pillow. I mean, not my actual pillow. <laughs> probably has drool on it at this point. Uh, <laughs> comes drool free though from the company. From the company, mm-hmm. your pillow. Mm-hmm. Uh, it will you'll call it my pillow. And that anyway, that's where you get it. Is it mypillow.com. Right now, mypillow.com, uh they have a special offer going on. Two premium pillows for sixty-nine ninety-eight. Two premium pillows for sixty-nine ninety-eight. That's only thirty-four ninety-nine per pillow. The offer is only available at mypillow.com or call. 800-966-3117. Use it now. Use the promo code BECK. It's mypillow.com, promo code BECK. So uh, thanks to Sue, I'm out of time now, uh, not able to go through something that I really can't wait to talk to you about. Uh, Talib and Omar, they're, they're now <laughs> saying the president... Uh, because the president warned Israel, uh, you know, I don't think it's going to work out well if uh, Talib and Omar uh, come into your country because they were going next week and they were going to, quote, visit the West Bank and the Temple Mount. Well, first of all, um, the West Bank. Yeah. Why do you call it the West Bank? Why was it originally changed? When did it become the West Bank? And why is it the West Bank? Can you answer that one? Riddle me that one, Batman. Seems like I really stopped this
3: rant. Well, what a, what a t- good job I did stopping you from ranting about this story. I, I want to hear your rant on this story, for yeah. sure. You're well, the one tomorrow. that just went off about a poem for a, a half an hour. Because you brought I, oh, it up,
1: I was ready to talk about this. <laughs> <sighs> Don't, tomorrow I didn't bring it up. The media did it to us. Yeah. It's the media. Well, fault. The media is is now making Donald Trump into uh, and Israel into his little puppet. Uh, no, there's a good reason why Israel said Tlaib and Omar stay home. And I will tell you because I have firsthand knowledge tomorrow.
0: You're listening to Glenn Beck.